Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems around the world adopt technology with me, Tjasha Zaitz. One of the speakers at the NextMed Health Conference 2023 said, In the past, people didn't age, they just died. This is still a daily reality in many low-income countries which face lack of workforce, poor healthcare system structure and lack of resources. In this episode, we will learn about Nigeria. Nigeria has over 200 million people, which is roughly two-thirds of the population of the US. While many healthcare-related resources are scarce, the internet availability is there and so is the fierce ambition of local entrepreneurs. These use digital tools to bring healthcare information and care closer to patients or to upskill the workforce. So what does care in Nigeria look like? What challenges do startups face? And where do they get investments? Enjoy the show. And if you haven't yet, make sure to check out and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find it at fodh.substack.com. This episode will also be summarized there. Now let's dive in. Let's start with the description and structure of the Nigerian healthcare. This is the chief medical officer of a healthcare startup, CreveMD, Charles Umech. It's actually right to say that Nigeria has one of the worst healthcare system globally. But though this is a problem, it has, it actually creates an, an opportunity for uh, innovations within the field of healthcare and also the, the potential for partnerships with international organizations that have the intention of contributing to the healthcare system of Nigeria. The number of doctors in Nigeria is only between 20 and 30,000 based on national and international sources. That is one doctor per 10,000 people. Remember, the numbers around the clinical workforce that we usually talk about in the developing countries is three or more doctors per 1,000 people. And in Nigeria, that number is 0.1 to 0.2 per 1,000 people. The lack of workforce is not the only factor contributing to poor healthcare. The other challenge that we have within our healthcare system in Nigeria is also the lack of equipped and tech-enabled healthcare facilities, which is adequate to serve the population. CribMD is among the companies trying to bring access to healthcare with the help of technology. As described by the CEO Osai Ifenye, the story of CribMD began due to a tragedy, which is a daily reality in Nigeria. What convinced us to start CribMD was my aunt died when I was younger, trying to access healthcare in the country. And this is something that everybody in Nigeria have experienced with. One or more of their family members have died trying to get healthcare. One of our investors, Joe from Sputnik in Texas, while he was a diplomat in Nigeria, 
his son almost died trying to access healthcare. It was a miracle, like family intervention from abroad through the embassy that he was able to get care because he couldn't get local care. So that's a very common story in the country. Even the, even today, the president of the country goes outside the country to seek medical care, right? That's how bad some of the system can be. In 1999, the Nigerian National Health Insurance Scheme was introduced to create universal healthcare co-coverage, but less than 5% of the population was enrolled in this scheme, according to the International Trade Administration of the U.S. Payments for healthcare services come from different sources. Some people pay out of pockets. Some people are paid for by their employers, like we have B2B customers whom their employers pay on their behalf. And then we have, we are also working with NHIS and the Ministry of Power and Works that they pay for their people, right? So they cover like some unions. Because the access to healthcare is complex and because the healthcare provision is poor, many people don't see health insurance as an investment or something worth spending money for says Dr. Charles Umek. And it doesn't matter if you speak to poor people or people who own their own businesses and have resources to be able to afford health insurance. There seems to be this difficulty in getting people to pay for health insurance due to the fact that most of the population don't seem to have this value for, for health care. Most of them believe that it's difficult for them to actually have me to seek for healthcare services. And this is common among the population of those that have little or no education, similar to the region with quite, with quite high economy here in Nigeria called Onicha. We are over 80% of people there are businessmen, okay? Most of them have money quite all right. But when, when you approach them to pay for health insurance, they see it as a kind of waste of money that why should they pay for health insurance for one year when it's possible that they can stay for that one year without having any need to fall sick. Okay, but these same people actually have life insurance. Some of them have car insurance and accident insurance. So um, if they find these things, which is not even healthcare, to be of value for them to buy an insurance for, it's actually pertinent for them to, to realize that they actually still have the need to pay for their healthcare insurance too. So I think the major challenges of getting people to pay for health insurance is the challenge of, um, of them not having that knowledge or of them having this misconception that health insurance is a waste of money. If we leave workforce and insurance aside, the infrastructure is an additional barrier to the improvement of healthcare access, as is the fragmentation of the market, which makes it hard for startups to scale, explains Jenny Nwokoye, CEO of Klafia, another Nigerian healthcare startup connecting healthcare providers and community healthcare workers to increase access to healthcare. When I look at healthcare or distribution channels, so when I look at the biggest healthcare companies in the world or United States, they're able to thrive because they have good distribution channels to basically access the market, right? 
in Nigeria, our healthcare system is very fragmented. And so trying to find those distribution channels are a bit difficult. If I look to the United States, I was able to access healthcare through my employer, either because my parents were employed and I was under their health plan, or when I got off their health plan and had my own health plan, I got it from my employer, right? 80% of Americans get access to healthcare through their employer. The other percentage get it through the government, right? And so that means I, I, if I had a healthcare startup based in the United States, I would go through health insurance companies to have like distribution, right? At least have access to a bigger mar- market. Or other, if I was a, pharma- a healthcare startup um, focused on pharmaceuticals or delivery of medicine, I would be able to visit the big pharmacy chains such as a Walgreens, a Rite Aid, a CVS to have access to market, right? In Nigeria, those um, distribution channels are not there. It's been very hard to work with those entities that should be able to give you distribution channels, so such as HMOs. But I think they're coming around to wanting to work with startups or tech startups. And then us as tech startups, right? Like we are all still new. We're still trying to find our feet. We're also trying to need access to funding so that we can grow um, as big as we would like. As we work together to get those distribution channels, for example, with Clafia, we partner with um, pharmacy companies that also want to provide some form of tele- telemedicine services to their customers. So that's a form of distribution for us. Um, but we have to rely on how big their customer base is, right? The same with diagnostics. We can partner with a diagnostic company that wants us to provide primary health care to their customers in their labs, right? That forms as a form of distribution. But I think for companies in this market or in the African context, we'd have to look outside healthcare. Like we need to be more creative on how we can reach a, our, our customer base. So could we go through banks? Could we go through HR companies? Like where can we go through the food industry? How, where can we go to, to find our, our channels for distribution to be able to, to penetrate the market? And I think once we're able to do that, we'll definitely help healthcare companies grow Excel, scale out, scale faster in Nigeria, scale across the continent, but also attract better partnerships, more funding, so that we can realize the the healthcare experience and system we want to see all over the African continent. Building technology and companies is only one piece of the puzzle to improve Nigerian healthcare. The other one is the upskilling of the existing workforce about the power of digital tools to optimize care delivery and expand access. Christian Chideziem is a pharmacy student who sees digital health platforms and social media as means that can already be used to improve access to primary care on a broader level. We have a lot of pharmacies in Nigeria. We have about 80-something thousand pharmacists in Nigeria, and all over Nigeria, I think we have more than more than 30,000 community pharmacies. So basically, the community pharmacies, they are the ones that offer this healthcare, primary healthcare service to the people around their community. And we have the clinical pharmacies, those that work in the hospital and the industry. So when we talk about the pharmacy practice or state of pharmacy practice in Nigeria, they are doing very good. They are doing very good, but compared to the number of people we have in Nigeria and the the number of people offering the service that pharmaceutical care, 
is very small. What I am advocating for is for a digital pharmacy practice. And, and I... Okay, the problem here now is the fact that if we are going to reach a wider audience and for us to give our service at our own best, we need to adopt digital. From my own research, as, as of January 2023, we have about 193 million Nigerians who make use of a cell phone. So with that, I believe if we are leveraging cell phone to reach out to people, yes, we'll be able to reach out. So that it is 7.7% of the total population in Nigeria. I think about 50% of them who are on social media platforms. So if pharmacists can leverage, can learn how to leverage social media platforms to offer their pharmaceutical care, WhatsApp, Facebook, Facebook is like a small village, so it connects people and you can target people in your community. And the next one is leveraging platform like LinkedIn. LinkedIn will give you the platform to promote yourself as a pharmacist. If pharmacists are leveraging all these social media platforms to reach out to these people, then they will be able to increase the number of people they are reaching out to and be able to offer their service at their own best. Both Klafia and Kribendi have founders that are split between the U.S. and Nigeria, which is why, if you look at the websites of the two companies, their thinking of care they wish to provide in Nigeria has a very modern feel. Not being in Africa 100% of the time has its advantages because it makes it easier for startups to find capital in the West and connect to local investors for other types of support such as connections. This combination is driving progress in Africa. I think, to your point, there is somewhat of a Western influence of people who come from other um, countries, either from the West or eastern part of, of the world, um, to Africa, and they are able to start companies versus the local people who live on the continent. Sometimes you see more of an overbalance in other parts of Africa, so specifically for health. I would say in East Africa, that's where you start to see more foreigners in the healthcare space leading bigger healthcare companies or health tech companies or startups. In Western Africa, you start to, you won't necessarily see foreigners, but you will see people who, who have lived abroad and are coming back. To, to West Africa to build companies. And to your point, yes, you are correct. Like for me, who has spent majority of my life living in the United States, it is an advantage for me to, to travel to the United States or even to Europe to, and have access to people who can fund Clafia, right? But I would say for local entrepreneurs, not so much. And that's where I believe local investors can come in. We do have a variety of local investors, specifically if I'm speaking for Nigeria, in Nigeria, and that has had a sharp increase since I'd say maybe 2015 is when we started to see a sharp increase of local investors on the continent. And they have funded various companies, right? As a matter of fact, Clafia's first institutional um, check came from a local investor. So that was really cool and very powerful for us because what that meant was that when we started to go on our fundraising journey and pitch to foreign investors, they see that they have someone on ground who is backing us. So that means they understand the market and they trust that we know what we're doing. So it's strong signaling, right? But even at that, a lot of like local investors 
don't have a lot of funding e- either. So even though they, even though there are a lot of them, their fund size in comparison to their counterparts abroad are still significantly smaller. So they can't invest as in as many companies as they would want to. And we local companies now have to start looking to the West to get access to that capital. In conclusion to today's episode, every problem is an opportunity. And Nigeria definitely has market potential, says the CEO of CribMD, Osai Ifeni. When you're talking about Nigeria, when you're talking about South Africa, you are, you have to realize these are the giants of the continent. Nigeria has the highest GDP, the biggest population in the continent. Our population is almost comparable to the population of the United States. The spending power is quite high because other than what is reported in the formal sector, the informal sector is really huge as well. Nigeria as a country almost spends like $15 billion annually on healthcare alone to Put this in perspective, uh, Stripe, a U.S. company, acquired Vista for almost $300 million not so long ago, which is a Nigerian company. And Fort Wave raised at a billion plus valuation. There are many unicorn companies in Nigeria these days, like many unicorn startups. So Nigeria is a really hot market. It's really big. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health, a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, do leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the show or follow us on LinkedIn. Additionally, check out our newsletter. You can find it at fodh.substack.com at fodh.substack.com. Stay tuned.